and welcome to a new episode of PR360, and I'm your host, Brett Deister, and if you could please subscribe to PR360 at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, leave a review, it really does help us with the ranking, but enough about that. This week, we have Ashley Sang on with us, and she is, well, she's done a lot of things. She's passionate about collaborating with conscious companies. She also has a mind for communication, brand messaging, persona development, content creation, copy editing, social media strategy, and web and copy and management. So welcome to the show, Ashley. Thanks so much for having me. All right. First question I ask all my guests is, are you a coffee or tea drinker? Tea all the way. All the herbs, all the flavors. I'm there for it. All the things coming together. What's your favorite? Let's see. I've been drinking a lot of spearmint tea lately, but I have like probably six cups of tea a day. So (laughs) I switch it up all day long. All right. You're a teaaholic. I am. No worries. I like both. I mean, I was a barista, but I also love tea. So I get you. When you find really good tea, it's really good. But anyways, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your expertise? Just give us your elevator pitch about how awesome you are. (laughs) Well, uh, basically, I'm a one-woman marketing firm, and I work with purpose-driven founders normally, but brands in general, who need help on their brand messaging so that they can share that message that's super impactful with the world and also talk about all the impacts that they are having. A lot of times people are doing such amazing work and the customer doesn't know anything about it. So that's what I help them do. I help them connect the dots between what they're doing, what they hope to do, and why it matters for their audience. All right. And what did 2020 teach you about content strategy for this year? Because 2020 has been everybody's favorite year. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is a journey for sure. Even before COVID, I had made the decision to turn to online communities more. So it just happened to line up that everyone else was online as well. And I ended up meeting a lot of really great founders and freelancers. And that led to co-hosting a lot of webinars as part of my outreach strategy, which I hadn't planned for. And then in terms of content creation, Uh, Last year was really about finding my voice and figuring out exactly who I'm trying to reach. That's exactly what I help clarify for clients, but it's so much harder to do for yourself. We're just too close to it. So that cobbler's kid cliche is totally true. So last year, I really leaned into that idea. And I mean, I've heard from other guests and stuff that like virtual events are eh. And that webinars are great, but they can be boring. So how do you create like a webinar that actually is somewhat meaningful and people actually pay attention to? Yeah. So one of my least favorite things is when I hop on a webinar and it's a thinly veiled sales pitch. I like really hate that because they framed it as if I was going to be getting value out of it, something actionable to actually apply to my business. So I avoid that at all costs. Any of my co-hosts and I just pack in so much value. I think almost to a fault. Like I think sometimes we might need to scale it back so it's a little bit more digestible. But for anyone who wants to run webinars, I think making it so that the listener on the other side of the screen has something to latch onto 
and take away from it is so important. And then I know a lot of people have been experimenting with ways to actually engage the audience. I mean, how many of us have been sitting on a webinar just like staring in space or scrolling through our phone, not really listening to it? So I think the really successful webinars and, and virtual meetups are ones that actually engage. So whether that's creating opportunities for people to share in the chat or even like on mic or posing reflective questions that people then discuss. I think creating that environment so that it's not just yet another hour sitting behind your screen is really important. Mm, yes, because we can do anything we want to when we're sitting in front of our computer and or phone. So you got to really catch the moment of people when they're actually there and plus don't do what they do at LinkedIn and hey, I want to be your connection and then sell me because I don't even want to do that. So don't do that at webinars is what I'm hearing. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And moving on to like a little bit more of just podcasting and more of the newer ish type of media, but our businesses starting to wake up to the value of maybe the evergreen content nature of podcasting because of the pandemic and everybody going, Hey, I should start up a podcast. Are businesses starting to wake up to that? Yeah. So I'm not sure. On one hand, there's less time spent commuting, which is when a lot of people listen to their favorite podcasts. but I continue to see more and more podcasts crop up and it, it makes sense, right? So not only are they evergreen and searchable, but they're also a really personal feeling way to connect with an audience. Podcasts can make listeners feel seen and heard, even if it's technically a one-sided interaction. So pandemic or not, I don't think podcasts are going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And what has changed from 2020 to 2021 when we're talking about brand messaging, since I feel like there has been a shift because of all the events that happened last year to this year, maybe in 2022? Yeah, we saw this huge rise in brands taking stands and making socially minded statements. But we also saw consumers calling out companies whose actions didn't align with those statements. So it's really important to note that it's not enough to say you stand for something. You actually need to live out those values. Brand messaging has always needed to incorporate the benefits to the customer, right? So you're not selling shoes, you're selling confidence or whatever the case may be. But I think we'll continue to see messaging evolve to include the benefit to society too. So you'll look and feel great in those shoes, but you're also providing jobs for underemployed workers. That's so much more convincing, at least to this huge wave of conscious consumers that are on the rise. And since you said the consumer opinions have been, well, more vocal, how have businesses tried to pivot to at least understand that maybe I shouldn't just say things, but I should actually do the action of what I'm saying? How has that changed for businesses? Have they, most of them tried to adapt to that or have they still haven't gotten it quite yet this year? Yeah, so there is definitely progress to be made for sure, but there's been a shift for socially conscious business for years. And it was definitely accelerated in 2020. I think people 
are tired of feeling exploited, both internally, like at their jobs and in terms of company culture, but then also consumers as well. And that was really accentuated with the pressure of 2020. And then consumers are also getting so much more educated about alternatives to profit first or profit only business models. Um, And then I also think a big part of it is generational. So millennials and Gen Z and even younger have purchasing power that most viable businesses are not wanting to miss out on. So I think we'll continue to see this shift even more strongly in the future of business. All right. And for PR pros, what messaging should they focus on for this year? What should they change from 2020 to 2021? Should it be more about taking stands like you said before? What should they be focusing on? I would say to go back to the fundamentals. So that is your company values and your ideal audience. And if you get it right on those two fronts, everything else will fall into place. And I love that values and audience impact each other. So for example, living out your company values attracts and retain the exact type of customer that you want. And then by listening to your audience and adapting your business practices, your offerings, your messaging, all the things, by adapting based on what's important to them, that might actually shift your business over time. And this is exactly how we get organic products at Walmart and Green Beauty at Sephora. The consumer spoke and the companies listened and change was made. So if PR pros are wanting to shake up their messaging in in 2021, really focus on sharing those messages that align your values and your audience. It's really that sweet spot in the middle where all the magic happens. And even better if you're able to tell stories directly from your audience. So this might be interviews with standout customers or testimonials obviously are, are always important. Um, user-generated content continues to be important. Maybe features in the media about impact on customers or communities or whatever the case may be. Whatever medium works for your business, stories definitely sell. Gotcha. So with the content side of it, should it be, or basically what I should be saying is that you should be doing more voice of the customer type of content, or at least understand the voice of the customer by either figuring out user generated content or by sending out surveys or by figuring out what customers want. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. I think only good can come from understanding your customer better. Gotcha. And will influencers play a bigger role moving on? Or since we've had some hiccups with influencers and people not really liking too many influencers a lot of times, are we going to see a little bit more of them going away a little bit? Or is it going to be really pushing it out in 2022? I don't know. I, I think there has been more of a focus recently on those micro influencers. So I've heard that Micro-influencers have better engagement with their audiences. They have better trust with their audiences. Um, They might even be more affordable for the business to be able to hire. So I think micro-influencers are still going to be here because I, I also think that the reason influencers are so 
effective is that humans naturally talk about the things they care about, right? And the things that they like. So I think it makes sense that this influencer culture has become an entire business model because humans naturally do that whether they're getting paid or not. So I don't foresee influencer culture going away completely, but I do think that trust is going to be more important than ever. So businesses need to choose their influencers more carefully. Influencers need to choose their brand deals more carefully because at the end of the day, if the consumer doesn't trust it, they won't buy it. Gotcha. And what do you think is going to be more of the key content for 2021 and 2022? Will it be more video? Will it be video audio? Will it still be pictures from Instagram? What do you think is going to be the thing businesses are going to be flocking to? I think, I think all of the above. So audio, for example, we already talked about how popular podcasts are. And if you look at Clubhouse, for example, it's exclusively audio and that's booming right now. So I, I definitely think audio could play a really important role. Audio also makes you feel like you know the person because it has that really human aspect to it of like voice inflection and accent and all the things that come with a real human speaking. Video obviously is so moving because it incorporates both both the visual and the audio. So I definitely think that videos will continue to be important storytelling medium. And then I also don't see brand imagery going anywhere, right? I mean, people like to see, like I mentioned, user-generated content. So people like to see people who look just like them using the products or saying how this service impacted their life. People like to see that. So I don't think the medium is as important as obviously the message I, I care about a lot, but then also just that trust factor. Anything that makes the consumer feel seen and heard and part of the in-group with that brand. I think that's what's going to be the, the key. Right. And what skills do you think PR pros should improve on in 2021 and 2022? I think pitching. Most people, it seems, feel that pitching is this elusive superpower anointed to the very few, but solopreneurs and bootstrappers can absolutely take this on themselves. The key is to keep in mind that there's a real human with very distinct business goals on the other side of that pitch. So some tips I like to use, keep it personal, use the person's name and spell it correctly. I can't tell you how many times my name is misspelled. And the fact that someone spells it correctly shows that they at least cared enough to like glance over their email one time. Show that you understand their audience and just their sort of vibe in general. And then sort of most importantly in that, show how your story fits into that framework. You are adapting to them and their platform, whether it's traditional media or influencers or whatever pitch you're making, you're adapting to them not the other way around. And then make it clear that there's a story here in your pitch. So just a the fact that you launched a new product or the fact that you added a co-founder to your team or whatever you're trying to get coverage for, that's not news in and of itself. So 
be sure to include in the pitch why it matters to that journalist, that influencer, whoever it is that you're pitching to. Include why it matters to them and their audience and show how it fits into this broader narrative. What is the impact of this new product launch? What does having a new co-founder mean to the industry, to your consumers? Really show that, that through line. Basically, just don't make the person on the other side of that pitch work too hard to see your vision. Lay it all out there in as short and sweet messaging as you're able. So what I'm hearing is do a lot of research before you do anything and make sure that everything is covered by its basis and you have someone else look over it. Yes, yes. That research part is so key. You can't just pitch the exact same thing to every single outlet and think you're going to get a hit. Like show them that you read or listened to or watched their past stuff. Show them why you are the perfect fit for them. That personalization will increase your conversion rate. I don't know by how much, but uh, like percentage-wise, but it will certainly impact your conversion rate. All right, Priya Pros. Just like you research your press releases, do the same thing there. Mm-hmm. Read what people say and then incorporate it into your pitch because it shows a personal touch and you always want personal touches. Am I right? Exactly. All right. Fun question for you. If you could create any piece of content that went viral for you personally, what would it be? Would it be like a TikTok thing? Would it be like a video? What would it be for you? Uh, let's see. So I'm not on TikTok, but like I watch a lot of TikTok videos on Instagram. So I like anything that is funny or makes people smile and feels inventive. So like if I could have been the person who made that audio clip go viral the one that's like it's the woman saying i'm not gonna do it and then back and forth back and forth i did it i love how that one audio clip has been reinvented a million different ways so if i could create something like that i would be very pleased all right any final thoughts for our listeners well first thanks so much for having me and also i just love that we were able to talk about how brand messaging can be applied in real ways. I feel like brand messaging is one of those things that's so fundamental and can seem like something that's really easy to skip over, but it's also so essential for growth, especially growth that has any sort of direction and clarity. So I love that we were able to dive into that today. Of course. And we're grateful that you've showed your expertise in understanding what brand messaging is about to our listeners. So thank you. Thanks so much. And thank you for listening to PR 360. As always, please subscribe to PR 360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Do some research. Practice some pitching. And see you next week. Later.